welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business since 1983. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, the Built for You program, and certified pre-owned Blue Advantage vehicles, all available at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Get the best in the business with the Intel Edge to succeed at GaryAshton.com. Okay, so we're juggling a lot of things tonight. We are through one period of the Stanley Cup, two to one is the Avalanche lead. We'll see if we can't. Uh, we we'll see if Tampa Bay can't stave off going down 3-0 in their series and route to trying to be, what would this be, three-time consecutive champions if they're able to pull it up. But Colorado looks overwhelming. So I'm watching this while we are talking about Ryan Tannehill tonight. So we all know the backstory for Ryan Tannehill. It's been an incredibly tumultuous season. We know that last year did not go to plan in a variety of different ways and that we know a lot of the scorn, rightfully so, is being pointed at the starting quarterback. It's his starting and ending responsibility to be the thing that guides this team forward. He was unsuccessful in doing so in the most important game of the season. They did well to scrounge together what they could and route to the number one overall seed. But what we have seen in now two consecutive postseasons, two of the three straight postseasons that they've made, and that shouldn't be lost on anybody, but we have not seen a sufficient enough version of this quarterback to advance in the or advanced through the first round of the playoffs. So I'm kind of curious what everybody's expectations are for Ryan Tannehill at this point. If you want to give us a statistical line for the season, you can do that. If you want to talk purely about how far the Titans advance as, uh, the, as your judgment for the Titans starting quarterback, you are welcome to do so as well. I figure we just keep this general because there's a lot of different expectations that should be focused on that particular position because we will see them make a decision as to whether Ryan Tannehill is sufficient enough to keep around with Malik Willis on the roster. So give me your 2022 expectations for Ryan Tannehill in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It's your Two Rivers Ford take as we do each and every night. Please let me know how you feel about it. And while you do that, I will let you hear from Ryan Tannehill. Derek said that he actually talked to you, I guess, at a signing in Alabama or something, some event in Alabama. Said He said that you were in a dark place and he kind of said the same for him. Could you recall anything of that conversation and kind of how you guys have talked through all that? Yeah, you know, I kind of hit on that in my first one that got overshadowed by some other stuff. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just had to work through it, you know. I think... Um, we we all knew the potential we had and and the way the way it ended hurt so had to work through some of that and um it wasn't easy you know just but had to be intentional about it and, and keep processing it keep working through it and you know ultimately use it as fuel for for this year you know we're kind of in a similar spot so we're able to to connect in that way and and um communicate and, and really help each other a little bit last season you had a revolving door at receiver tight end throughout training camp, throughout the season, led to probably your worst season as a Titan. Does that concern you with Traylon's injury and the changeover at wide receiver that it hasn't been completely consistent as who you'll probably throw to in the games? 
I'm not concerned. Um, you have to go out there and, and make the plays regardless of, of what's going on. So um, I'm proud of the guys who have been out there and the progress we've made. Some guys were here last year, but we've had a lot of good reps, and I think we've gotten better, even the guys that, that were here last year. So um, excited for the progress we've made and, and look forward to carrying it in training camp. So that's Ryan Tannehill speaking on the conversation that he and Derrick Henry had apparently at an autograph signing event in Alabama this offseason. And we've kind of heard about Ryan Tannehill, or we've heard from Ryan Tannehill talking about like kind of the dark headspace that he was in after the playoff game. So what are your season expectations at your Two Rivers Ford take? And while you continue to give me those, you've heard from the quarterback. Now let me tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has the Built For You program that allows you to customize any new Ford in any color that you would like and any customizable accessories that you choose. It's real simple. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business for this reason because they'll get you exactly what you need. Now, maybe a new vehicle is not in your budget for 2022. That's just fine. If you are looking for your next vehicle, Two Rivers Ford is the most trusted pre-owned vehicle dealership around. They have the Certified Blue Advantage program for all of their pre-owned vehicles because you want to make sure that you are getting certain guarantees when you buy a vehicle that's pre-owned. Two Rivers Ford has a reputation for being one of the most trusted names in the industry. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Forgive me, I said earlier that it was 2-1 to one Colorado. It's 2-1 Tampa Bay at this point, the start of the second period just underway in game three of the Stanley Cup final. So Kenneth Kroll comes out and says it flatly, Super Bowl or bust, new weapons be damned. Well, I think that's a bit foolish, right, Kenneth? I, I think that you have to take each season in and of itself. Now, of course, Ryan Tannehill has a body of work here for you to judge him off of. But looking at the three seasons, we'll call it two and a half seasons, right? He had 10 games, a little more than two and a half. We'll, we'll call it two and a half seasons of starting quarterback play, uh, quarterback play for the Tennessee Titans. In his time, in 45 total games played, he is 30 and 13 across those 45 games. Or excuse me, 30 and 13 across the 43 games that he started not counting games where he came in as a reserve for Marcus Mariota. So in 43 possible games, he's 30 and 13. He has a, a completion percentage here of 67.3. He has thrown for 10,000 yards um, in his three seasons here. He only had 20,000 yards across seven seasons in Miami. He's got 76 touchdowns against 27 interceptions. That's a two-to-one interception ratio for those of you paying attention at home he has been one of the most efficient and effective quarterbacks in football but to look at this uh and say super bowl or bust no matter new weapons be damned well of course that's silly um of course that's foolish to look at it that way i think that the idea that ryan Tannehill should be taken and evaluated on a per season basis is the most important thing. There are plenty of quarterbacks who don't win Super Bowls. I have no idea whether Ryan Tannehill is capable of winning a Super Bowl for the Tennessee Titans. I can't give you that answer, right? I don't think anybody knows the answer to that question, but you know that he's good enough to get you an opportunity to compete for one. What we're looking at with Ryan Tannehill this year, though, is 
a make or break season because Kenneth is not a, alone. While I may think, while I may not like that analysis of Super Bowl or bust, new weapons be damned. I do also understand that for the franchise and the future of the franchise, Tampa Bay just scored again, by the way, to take a three to one lead, 1834 to go a second period right now in, uh, looks like they're in Tampa right now. So Tampa is going to put up a fight, show a little life and do the thing that the Predators or the Edmonton Oilers couldn't do, which is try to avoid a sweep against this overwhelming Colorado Avalanche team. Um, I, I don't know if the Titans are capable of going to a Super Bowl. I won't know what the Titans are probably until October, right? I've said that to you guys a million times. I'm not going to make any vast judgments or sweeping uh, indictments of the Titans after week one at home against New York. I'm not going to do that. Of course, that's foolish to do. I'm not going to make any sweeping indictments of them until I see them play about a month of football together and we see what the ground level for what they are going to be this season and where they need to improve specifically is going to be. I think that's the best way to do it. But of course, Ryan Tannehill is going to be hugely scrutinized. Ryan Tannehill alone is not going to win them the Super Bowl. Tom Brady alone does not win a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes alone does not win a Super Bowl. Of course, it's a team effort. And the defense, on top of competent to above average quarterback play, is good enough to compete. It's good enough to give you a chance. All Ryan Tannehill has to do is be a net positive in these playoff games. We have seen him be basically, I mean, in against Cincinnati, of course, he was uh, he was their largest reason for having lost that game. There's no way around that. You can be the most staunch of Ryan Tannehill defenders. Uh, it is easier for a player. It's it's far easier. Think about it this way. It is infinitely easier for a single player to lose a game, to lose a playoff game, to lose a Super Bowl, than it is for an individual player to win a playoff game alone, to win a Super Bowl alone. It is far easier. There's, there's far more players across hundreds, a hundred years of football, hundred plus years of football. It is far easier for an individual player to lose a game than it is for an individual player to win a game. But that doesn't mean that Ryan Tannehill can't get better. We know that he's capable of more. We've seen it across a season and a half previously before last year. And we've seen what it looks like when there is more stability around him. I don't know. I don't know how uh how Ryan Tannehill is going to how Ryan Tannehill is going to manage heading into 2022. But I think that it is absolutely a make or break season for him from in terms of public perception. I think a lot of people are already out on him. He's gonna have to basically uh work his way uphill in 2022. And it's funny how quickly people forget that he is probably the reason that you haven't had to go through a rebuild earlier and that your future was much more certain post Marcus Mariota than I think anybody could have possibly imagined. But looking at this, I think that Ryan Tannehill is capable of improvement. How much that improvement accounts for, that has yet to be determined. Uh, Jackie Holbert would, uh, says, I would say get back to playing the efficient effective, consistent type of offense like 2020 should be the entire offense's biggest goal this year, including 
Tannehill. Uh, I knew there was a reason. Jake West says, I knew there was a reason I still listen to you, even after calling me a jackass. Well, Jake, uh, in in my defense, I can't remember specifically. I call a lot of people a jackass. I call myself a jackass, too, to be completely fair. I am very transparent in the idea that I'm self-aware that I'm a jackass. Uh, but whatever you did, I'm sure that it was deserved. I don't think I, I don't think I come after people, uh, in unwarranted circumstances, unless, you know, of course there's a sarcasm font that I can't understand in the comment section. So every once in a while I screw up, but I appreciate you being willing to come back even after having shown your ass in some form or fashion. So good on you, Jake. Bravo. Golf clap for Jake. Excellent job by Jake. Well done. Uh, okay. Let's move on and let's talk about a jackass opinion which is that of Chase Claypool, <laughs> thinking that he's a top three wide receiver. Uh, okay, so we're going to play for you some comments from the I Am Athlete podcast that producer Reed did pull, uh, and I want to discuss this at length because I do believe this particular situation to be pretty funny. Uh, fair or foul, Chase Claypool says he is a top three receiver on the I Am Athlete podcast podcast let me know in the comment section on facebook on youtube on twitter and on twitch we will discuss at length together right after i tell you about our friends at the ashton real estate group of remax advantage garyashton.com that's where you go for your dream address without the stress the ashton team is the best in the business they have the best intel that allows you to succeed at gary ashton Dot com. Gary and his team will put you in a position to succeed. I So just, just for full reference, okay? Because I'm sure a lot of people have a similar story in what today's real estate market look, looks like. But I can promise you that the Ashton team will help you succeed at a level beyond what you could previously imagine. So if you're a homeowner and if you bought your home before this housing bubble started, and if you worked with the Ashton team, you could have a similar story of success. I looked at the increase in my property value. I bought my home three years ago this month. My home, because of the advice that I took from Gary and his team and the additional uh, housing market inflation, but because of the intel that put me in the position to succeed, I am up $180,000 on my property value from when I purchased it three years ago. You could have a similar success story with the Gary Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Preds and of A to Z Sports Prime Time can be found at GaryAshton.com. But for real, every time I feel bad, every time like I'm made sad by the fact that it costs $100 to fill up my gas tank or, um, you know, that uh, I just generally, maybe maybe because I've uh, I've blown my diet for the day and I've had a, a bagel sandwich like I did this morning, which I shouldn't have done. I knew I shouldn't have done it. But anytime I feel sad, I just look at my Redfin and what my property value has increased, and I'm made infinitely happier. I'm sure if you're a homeowner in Nashville, you feel the exact same way. It'll save you every time. You're in a good spot. So, fair or foul? <laughs> I just I can't even get the words out of my mouth. Chase Claypool thinks he's a top wide receiver, courtesy of the I Am Athlete podcast. I, understand, I know for a fact I am not like – the rest, the rest of the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep going. Yeah, keep going. You know, I, I just got to prove the people. Right? When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog. Like, okay. Which, listen, on its face, I understand that Chase Claypool and any professional athlete, no matter 
what we may think of him um, or her in certain uh, in certain sports. I think that a lot of people would look at that and say, okay, Chase Claypool, who came into the league in 2020, um, he is only put together two seasons as a body of work. He's clearly a productive wide receiver. And I think that Chase Claypool, it should be noted that he has been working with a shell of what is Ben Roethlisberger as opposed to the real Ben Roethlisberger for the better part of two seasons now. So I think that when you take all those things into consideration, I think it's largely fine that Chase Claypool thinks he's a top wide receiver. I think that it's fair that Chase Claypool says he's a top wide receiver. I think it's foul that he is actually a top three wide receiver. I appreciate the confidence. I think everybody should, in whatever you do, whether you're producer Reed, whether you're me, whether you're, you know, who who is in the comment section of life? Kevin Jones or Bryce Erickson or Jimbo or Titan South, Jackie Holbert, Karen O'Keefe. Whatever you do, carry yourself with great confidence. And, you know, if it borderlines on delusion, then great. You know, I mean, maybe maybe you cross a line every once in a while as far as uh, as far as what uh, as far as what is realistic in the scope of your place of work. But I will say to you that he is right for feeling that way. He is wrong for thinking that that is accurate. So he is fair in his confidence. He is foul in his logic. Uh, to look at Chase Claypool over the last two seasons, he is yet to reach 1,000 yards. He accounted for only two touchdowns in 15 games played last season. He is He could stand to be more consistent as far as a receiver is concerned, even as I understand that Ben Roethlisberger has been, you know, they've needed to carry him as long as Chase Claypool has been in the league. Chase Claypool is one of the things that's supposed to make Ben Roethlisberger you know, kind of last a little longer. And we saw how quickly that fell off a cliff. He has yet to catch 60% of his passes in any given season, 56.9 his rookie year and 56.2 last year. So you would like to see more consistency out of Chase Claypool. And I honestly, I would probably name 25 receivers before I would even think to put Chase Claypool in the conversation. But again, that position is the most individually dependent on another person performing at a high level for you to be able to succeed. Yes, you can do spectacular things with the ball in your hands. Yes, you can make unbelievable acrobatic, flying through the air, pterodactyl plays, right? You can do all these things. But if you have a terrible quarterback, if you have a terrible quarterback, then you're going to be held hostage by him, right? I, I think that's that I think that Marcus Mariota is a bit of an example of that. It felt like your skill position players were held a bit hostage by a quarterback who could not function the way that you needed him to function. The Steelers offense has been held hostage by Ben Roethlisberger in the last couple of years. But again, I would like to I I appreciate his confidence. He is incorrect in his assessment but he is completely within his rights to carry himself that way. In fact, I think all professional athletes, again, in whatever you do, carry yourself with the utmost confidence um, because I think the worst thing that you can do to yourself is get in your own head or consider yourself less than because once you start to do that, 
uh, then what value do you bring? If you're already, if you're working actively against yourself in your own head, then I, you know, look at that. I'm not out here to give uh, psychological advice, God forbid, but like, you know, I just think, I think if you're not your own hype person, who the hell is going to be? You know, I don't think anybody else is going to do it for you. So you damn sure better do it in whatever your line of work might be. So foul is probably the correct answer, but fair as far as the attitude is concerned. Uh, okay, let's wrap this up with a free site video. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week. The question that we will pose to you is this. On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, rate this marriage proposal. Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being out of this world, 1 being the worst thing that you have ever seen. We'll do it like the dunk contest. Give me your assessment, your honest assessment of this incredibly awkward, as far as I'm concerned, marriage proposal. All right, Snoop Dogg wanted nothing to do with that hug. I think we can all say Snoop is probably completely disoriented. He's probably out of his world stoned for his picture session. All he has to do is put an arm over somebody and throw up a peace sign or give him a half smile. Like that's all Snoop's got to do. Snoop's not looking for any any variance on the plan, right? He's just trying to get through it, get his money, get out, respect. And this man pops the question in front of Snoop Dogg. Snoop doesn't know what to do. You know, what? what is, what's he going to do? He's looking at her. He's looking at him. He's waiting for somebody to say yes. Oh, okay, my guy's going to hug me. I don't really want that, but, you know, we'll take it anyway. I think for a comedic purpose, 10 out of 10. I think as far as, I mean, listen, they're never going to forget it. So if you wanted a memorable situation, uh, by the way, Colorado, or Colorado, we missed a Colorado goal earlier, but Tampa Bay has just scored to, again, increase the margin to two goals, four to two with 12.08 to play in the second right now in game three of the Stanley Cup final. But yeah, 10 out of 10 for comedic purposes, uh, 10 out of 10 for the purposes of being memorable. I think as far as like the aesthetic of proposal is concerned, uh, who am I to judge? But I, I would think that there are probably better ways to do it. Uh, Snoop said, I do. Yeah, so what Snoop, Snoop probably said, I do in that moment. That would be great. Uh, we, uh, zero, zero for thought, says Kevin Jones. Ten for entertainment. Um, he probably shared a blunt with their dumb ass afterwards. Well, I, uh, I can't speak to the uh, illicit use of, well, I guess it's not illicit wherever Snoop is. Um, but in the state of Tennessee, that have, that is, of course, considered illegal unless he's smoking Delta 8 pre-rolls. That you can get down the street at your, or I guess you can buy them on Broadway now. So maybe, uh, maybe you know, whatever it is. On a scale of one through 10, Stephen King gives it a negative 420. Denise goes straight up to a zero. Um, uh, uh, Buck, do you, what do you think we should do about the wide receivers? It says Kevin Jeffries. Well, um, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I guess hope that your boy Burks gets into shape and uh, and lean heavy on the tight ends because I don't think you're bringing anybody in unless there's a pretty uh, unless there's a really really good value on the free agent market after roster cuts come down. But I would say that just kind of you you look like you're going to sit tight right now. So what I think they should do versus what. I know they're likely to do, or two different questions. I think 
that they're probably not going to sign anybody that would be of great consequence. I am inclined to believe, based on information, that that's probably the train of thought that they're going to go. I still maintain that Will Fuller would be a great fit for this offense. It does not seem like Will Fuller will be playing in Tennessee, or at least based on the information that we have right now. Okay. That's going to do it for us tonight. Eric Alonzo says, decriminalize, Buck. Wait, is Pot? Is, no, Pot's not still de- decriminalized in, in Nashville, is it? I know that was like a thing in Memphis and in, uh, in Nashville for a period of time. I thought that that was corrected. Perhaps producer Reed could look that up for us. Um, I, uh, I'm not aware. If it's decriminalized, that would be interesting. But uh, it's certainly not, uh, you're not able to, you know, it's not like, it's not like when you're in LA or in Seattle and you walk down the street and there's a med man on every corner like there is a Starbucks. It's not, we don't quite live in that world here in the, in the great state of Tennessee. Perhaps someday, but in the meantime, not just yet. All right, have a great evening. Enjoy what remains of the Stanley Cup final. Radio show tomorrow, going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get into, well, I shouldn't say it's going to be a lot of fun and then say we're going to get into the Deshaun Watson stuff, but there's new information on the Deshaun Watson stuff. I will find a way to make the radio show fun, uh, even if we have to work through the Deshaun Watson sludge. First and foremost, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone is where you can join us. We would love to have you there. If you are, uh, if you enjoy live streaming, the radio show is also live streamed. So go check out 104.5 The Zone on YouTube and subscribe to it the same way that you subscribe to A to Z. I will see you guys tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time for Prime Time and at 10 a.m. on the radio show tomorrow.